Welcome to Meme Rebellion, where we talk about the hot and not as hot memes. This is part two of episode 15, but also known as episode 16. We are Ann and Chris. I'm Ann. I'm Chris. Hi. Hey, look hey at this. Hey there, listeners. and Special Anne. edition of COVID-19. Yeah, this is episode COVID-19, we'll call it, even though it's episode 16, part two of episode 15. <laughs> Colon. The revengeing. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, we've been rewatching The Office, and I think we're in like season four or whatever. But in a uh, maybe it was season three, but it was the one where I don't even know what the episode was about. But Michael Scott like says a a, a, a pretend headline where he's like Dunder Mifflin does this, <laughs> but he just like keeps. <laughs> Keeps, he just keeps adding more words. It's like a really concise statement that keeps expanding with like <laughs> punctuation. Yeah. <laughs> shows Scranton how colon the work gets done. Like he just keeps <laughs> adding more words. So we just keep doing that with ep- this episode. Uh, what a cheesy bit, but it works. It works. It's a good it one. It works. Uh, so so for, for those of you that might not be in the know, I recorded an episode, but I didn't put it up. Because life Wait, got crazy. Someone, hold on. How would why would anyone might not be in the know? They're definitely not in the know. You definitely. You didn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't post an episode. So there's an episode that will, uh, I guess, will will come side by side sidecar to this one today. A companion piece. A companion <laughs> that leads us into our discussion today. Uh, it was really supposed to be while Anne was away on her trip to New York city for her anniversary. And it never got put up because life happened and I'm navigating a baby and not navigating a baby. I'm navigating, having a baby with my wife uh, through all this craziness and work is crazy. And, you know, it's just a crazy week in general. Yeah, it is real crazy. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that you did it. You know, you got the, you got the hardest part out of the way really so that's in and of itself pretty impressive the recording exists we just gotta yeah. just gotta slap get it up, up on simple cast and get it out there to the masses and i uh, haven't listened to it so i you know i can't vouch for it <laughs> <laughs> nor should another, anyone. but i'm not going to really edit it to keep the initial the original spirit the intended spirit of the episode intact. So all I'm going to do is do the soundbite treatment that we normally do in post. And that's it. So I look forward to listening to it. As when you well. say, when you say soundbite treatment, I can't help but think of like one of those old school radio boards where they're like cows mooing and bells ringing and like all this like dumb, like weedy in the butt, weedy in the butt, <laughs> dingo in the baby in the morning, you know? It's the usual soundbite treatment. Ira and the douche. I heard <laughs> Ira and the douche douche. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you know what? I'm gonna put a pin in that because I do have a Parks and Rec comment, but it's not related to our outline. So I'm gonna put it in the parking lot. Let's put good. a pin in it. That's good because I'm gonna talk to you about New York City, the Big yeah. Apple. I had to, I, I had to, I tried to fill in <laughs> admirably, never got, never got it out there. Uh, but how was your trip? 
it was actually pretty wonderful. So I'm, I'm going to try to be as sensitive to the circumstances as possible because a lot has happened, obviously. Like so much has, our entire world has changed in about a week's time. Um, and in hindsight, going on a trip, any really anywhere, but especially when that requires an airplane, uh, maybe not one of our more responsible moments and generally speaking inadvisable and when we'll not do that again um uh but we you know we went for our anniversary it was our 11th anniversary the reason this particular one is so special to us is because our original wedding was on march 13 2009 and uh it was on a friday and so we had a friday the 13th wedding and so uh we take particular care on the anniversary on the friday the 13th anniversary so rather than uh every 10 years or factors of every fifth year the ones that are really important to us are the ones that land on friday and so uh it was josh's idea this was pre-covid madness obviously but we you know we were keeping an eye on things and though there was a hot spot in the new york city metro area Manhattan was still considered okay. Everything was still open for the most part. It wasn't until we had left, or sorry, it was that weekend um, or maybe the Monday before. Now I can't remember the timing, but it was only a couple days before we left that sports events were starting to shut down. But even then we were like, okay, well, you know, it makes sense that huge gatherings of that size are closing, but like restaurants and like museums and stuff like that are still open. Transit was still staying open, but we had set some sort of ground, some level of ground rules on our part that we weren't going to take the train while we were there, that everything that we would stay on the Island. Mm -hmm. So we weren't going to go into Brooklyn and stuff like that, that we would just, if we either could walk or take a cab on in certain cases. So, so, uh, so we ended up going, we arrived on Wednesday we actually even got, I think, a discount on our hotel just because the rates had changed and we had a price match guarantee. That was really nice. So we stayed at the TWA hotel at JFK for the first night, and it's right off of the Terminal 5. And it's this beautiful original TWA terminal from the 60s that really went fell into disrepair over time and I think was even potentially going to get shuttered at some point. Or not shuttered, it had been shuttered, but was going to get demolished for further JFK expansion, but it is a true architectural marvel. And so there was this huge effort to not only save the terminal, but to actually rehabilitate it kind of to its former glory. And hmm. it is stunning. It is so, so beautiful inside. Um, the, the whatever group endeavored, like hospitality group dumped so much money. It was so clear how much money they invested in this place, but so stunning. The furnishings are beautiful. You have like an amazing view of, um, uh, of the tarmac and you can see planes coming in and out and it's just really, really beautiful. It really does take you back in time. So I'm glad we got to uh, have a visit there. Then we went to the city from Thursday to Sunday and we stayed in the nomad neighborhood. And uh, really all we did, we, I, I've actually never been to central park despite how many times uh, I had been, this was Josh's third time in the city. Um, and so we walked a pretty good chunk of Central Park. People were still out and about, but sort of my first indication that things were changing were the uh, all the horse and carriages and like the rickshaws were not getting used at all. Oh, <clears throat> so that's 
And that's and I know like that's such a Central Park essential. staple. Staple. Yeah. yeah. They were definitely they were out there, but they were not getting used. And um, but there were still quite a few, a lot of people. The um ice skating rink was open still, but no one was really there. There was like two lonely people just sort of like <laughs> ice skating. Also, it was warm, actually. Uh, we had okay. a quite nice uh week weather-wise. And um, and when I started realizing, like, oh man. It's really weird being out here. We went to Levine Bakery mm-hmm. on Thursday. So we, you know, we walked around Central Park, walked to Levine Bakery. And it is my understanding that that is an ultra staple New York cookie, like yep. bakery. And that it will, there commonly are lines going out the door and it's so small. You just go up to the counter, get a cookie and, and leave. There was no one there. Really? This is there a complete was one ghost person. town. It was a complete ghost town. It was super empty. Then we, um, and then Thursday night, we went back to our hotel to sort of put our feet up a little bit. And then we went to dinner, you know, got drinks and dinner and stuff. There's a Japanese bar in East Village called Angel Share. It's a Japanese crack cocktail bar and it's uh, a speakeasy. It's basically attached to like a Japanese, like, um, like izakaya type place. Mm-hmm. And it is well known for being super busy. It's I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's trendy in the sense that um, it's just it's a very popular place, and it's been there as as far as I know for for several years, and and known to be pretty busy. And they don't take reservations, and so we get there about fifteen minutes after it opened, and we walk in, and there's only one other couple seated inside the bar, and we get a we go up to the bar, and we we are seated there. And the owner asked us, oh, have you been here before? And we said, no, it was our first time. And he said, I hope you have uh, you don't have a bad impression of my business because it's not like it's never been like this before. Yeah. Usually people line up like 30 minutes before it even opens on any night, not yeah. whether it's a weeknight or weekday. And he was like quite forlorn. I mean, yeah. you know, it was great for us because we walked right. You're just like, hey, head. best customer and, experience possible. Yeah. I'll take any and, seat, please. Yeah, and so, but he, and of course, the drinks were, like, highly recommend if you're ever in New York and once all this craziness passes, Angel Share, really, really amazing, uh, beautiful drinks, and they change their menus a lot, and they're just really, really meticulous. That's but an unpaid advertisement, by the way. Unpaid advertisement, not sponsored. This is just a, oh, <laughs> it's just a, oh, a an enthusiastic <laughs> recommendation. Authentic recommendation. Authentic. And, um, and it just really put a lump in my throat because I mean, the fact that he was like, I hope you don't have a bad impression of my business because people aren't here. Like that's not an indication, you know, that's not an indication of our standards. It's just like people are spooked. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So we had a drink, we had dinner reservations after we go right around the corner. So it's in the same neighborhood at a, to a Taiwanese restaurant called eight, eight, six. Also like an up and coming trendy restaurant that's known for having uh, a line out the door and it's quite small. And we show up and, you know, of course, reservations not needed because we show up and literally no one is there. There's more staff than customers. And the food is fantastic. Once we wrapped up dinner, more people started coming in. But we had a chance to talk to the staff. I think he might have been the owner or co-owner as well or maybe the GM or something. And he was just saying like, you know, he's like, yeah, with this sort of touch and go. He's like, it's, you know, we don't want to reduce staff just because we still want to help our neighborhood, you know, if people want to at least get to go orders and stuff, but he was feeling pretty uncertain. And he said, it's never looked like this 
before. And we had told him we were just that angel share. And he's like, wait, what? Like right before this. And we said, yeah. And he, and he said, there was no one there. Like we were able to just walk in and he said, that's not possible. Like, so he was even saying as just like a citizen of the neighborhood that it's just that that's unheard of. And then we went to another bar after that, which oddly enough was actually more full compared to the other two. Um, and then we had a nightcap and, and went back to our, uh, our hotel, but more or less that was the vibe. The whole trip was going to places that are normally pretty, not, not, if not pretty full, insanely packed. Yeah. Being like wait, basic, waiting, waiting to do yeah. anything kind of deal. Yeah. Elbow to elbow. To being able to walk right into any given place. And so on Saturday, our friend, uh, we had met up with friends and decided to do, we, we do food tours together whenever we're in the city. And he had come down and picked us up because uh, he lives north of Manhattan. And he came and picked us up. And all day Saturday, we found parking easily, <laughs> like handily. Yeah. And Which driving in the city, the least advisable, the least advisable thing I could ever, yeah. as a native New Yorker, I would say, just go ahead and scrape out your eyeballs with shrimp forks before you drive around in the city. Not only was traffic easy, we found parking everywhere we needed to find parking, even in some cases, free street parking on a, I need to underscore on a Saturday. Yeah. We were going to Midtown. We were going, I mean, we were going all over the place. And um, there were only maybe a couple pizza places we went to that still kind of had a line. But other than that, I mean, it was really easy going really everywhere. And this is the, I would say the most I am legend part of this whole experience is we went to Grand Central Station. So one, found parking. Mm-hmm. Two, <laughs> Walked inside, and I would say the employee to, like, civilian, like, citizen ratio <laughs> was, like, five to one. Really? At Grand Central? It was, it was crazy. It was so empty. I'd never seen – I mean, right? It's, like, one of the most populated – like, hustle-bustle areas. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. world, you know. I mean, if not in the world, definitely Literally, in when s- something US. is busy, people go, what is this, Grand Central Station? You know? <laughs> <There's> <laughs> that is – it is the stand, the gold standard for busy hustle bustle. Right. So we go there. We went to um, the Oyster Bar, another institution, right, at Grand Central Station, quite mm-hmm. a large dining area. We walk in. And so about this time, it's probably like 1.30-ish or so. So prime lunching time. It is The lunching empty. hour, as they call it. <laughs> it was completely empty. Really? There were... Definitely less than 10 customers. So again, the staff to customer ratio was probably like three or four to every cust- to every guest. Wow. And this is normally a place that is like shoulder to shoulder. People are standing up eating their chowder and oysters. I mean, this. <laughs> it's I like mean, a right? Wall Street trading floor with chowder yeah. flying around. <laughs> you no, know, it really, it really is. It's such an iconic. It's It's been open as long as Grand Central Station itself has been open. It is completely a Grand Central icon and New York staple. And it was just completely, it was completely open. And so we sat down at the counter, you know, one of the, one of the ho- like waiters, um, it's not really a wait situation. Think of it sort of like almost like an old timey diner where they have like U shaped counters. And then mm. there's like someone stationed at each counter and you sit, you know, you sit kind of at their station and he waved us over to his station and he said, 
you know, so they opened at 11. We were there around 1.30 or 2. And so they'd already been open for a couple of hours. And he said we were their first, he, we were his first customers for the day. Wow. Like that day. And, you know, one of the most iconic eating establishments on the island. And, um, and he, he's worked there for, his name's Vito. Shout out to Vito. He's worked there for 22 years. He, and he said he'd never seen it like this before. And he's like, people are probably going to have to get laid off because at least being laid off means you can collect unemployment. Unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is big. So, that's, yeah. And that's the, another the... strain on the system, right? Is being able to put your unemployment application stuff through, but he was just like, it's never been like this. And so of course, um, so having said that, despite maybe still making, doing this trip, we were in this really kind of in crazy window where yeah. we still got to do almost nearly everything we wanted to do. And we had this almost like charmed experience because there were no crowds. We got to go like, it's almost like we, the magic hour at Disney kind of deal where you're yeah. just like running around from line. You're like, no lines. Let's go on. Yeah. I don't I can't think of a ride. Space Mountain four times. Right. Screw it. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it really was like that because the fact that like there was no friction really doing anything we wanted to do. And, and on top of that, these places are normally so busy that they're, you know, you have this sort of more transactional experience, right? As a result, because they're sort of just hustling from one, you know, tending to one customer after the next, but because there's such a lull in traffic, we got to talk to every like restaurateur or someone who works there, you know? So we got to talk to Vito and he got to show He showed us pictures of him in the early nineties when he like immigrated from Albania and, and how he talked about how he lost all his hair and how he had this like luscious, like hair, long hair, you know, style in 1993. And, and then his nephew works at the oyster bar as well. And we got to meet him and he has this. So like, you got Vito, life. Vito's nephew, yeah, the family's Oscar. coming over. They're all saying <laughs> hi to you, you know? Yeah. And we, and then that Japanese restaurant, that's usually also super packed. We got to like talk to that guy. And then we talked to the dudes at the Taiwanese restaurant. And it was just, there was just something really I mean it's bittersweet certainly because my preference and I think all of our preference would be this isn't happening but also that these these businesses wouldn't suffer but I also feel like we got to have such a unique a you unique New York experience unique New York experience unique, unique New York you <laughs> <laughs> But, but seriously, I do feel like we got to have this really special New York experience that probably can never happen again, you know, in, in that way, because we were in this special window where, or very timely window where the businesses were still open, but people were getting spooked enough, right? The European travel restrictions were already in place by then. So there was an entire continent of people not coming over. Then you have people, because the New Rochelle breakout had started happening, yep. that people from those areas north of Manhattan were also not were staying in place and they were spooked. And so you had enough people already starting to self isolate out of caution that we just had this like, like Thanos snap version of New York as a bizarro alternate. Yeah. I am legend. Sums sums it up perfectly. Yeah. This, this yeah. very strange open, like it's almost theme parkish. Like everyone's yes. at a station for you to go to you know, right. and they're there and to, yeah, and they're entertaining <laughs> us, and we're kind of like, man, this weird. Like, are you disaster. actors? Yeah. Are you real right now? But having said that, it was easily like the best trip 
one we've ever had. I'm uh, sure. Because, because of how low friction everything was. And, and we got to really, you know, we got the fact that in a lot of ways I felt more connected to humans as a result sure. because we got to talk to more people and kind of learn about their, you know, like their story and, and just how they're feeling about stuff. Um, so it was bittersweet for sure. And of course we had, uh, we went to our favorite restaurant, 11 Madison park and I conspired with them. I'll send you pictures after we record, but, uh, it's our third time ever going to the restaurant, but our first time going was seven years ago. No. Yes. Seven years ago in February. So, uh, almost to exactly, um, nine years ago, we had our first sort of fine dining experience there and, uh, and it's very special to us. So it's a must go anytime we go to New York. And, and I conspired with our maitre d' because last time we went, Josh conspired with them and did a very beautiful, generous thing where we showed up and they had a watercolor painting of Bowser who, you know, our dog had just died and he conspired with them to make it extra special. And because of just sort of the last couple of years being personally difficult for me, I wanted to, do the heavy lifting and conspire with them, which I did. And so ultimately that meant I sent them the, our entire like love story <laughs> over email with like, because they asked uh, our maitre d asked me for just like, Hey, you know, inside jokes, pictures, like yeah. whatever. she just basically like opened the door and just said, send us however much you want. And so I did, I sent them everything and explained why 11 medicine park was so important to us uh, in our relationship and what it kind of meant to us um, as we've, you know, like kind of navigated our relationship together. And, and so I had no idea what they were going to do. And, you know, I just sort of let it, you know, sort of did a, a Jesus take the wheel. And so just let them do whatever. Cause I knew it was going to be great. And so we show up and, and uh, we get to our table and there is a watercolor painting again, but this time it's of none other than Stanley from the office holding his crossword puzzle and it's perfect. It's like perfect. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so funny because I included in there that we're huge career enthusiasm and office fans yeah. and that. Um, and recently Josh has really embraced his, his status, his old man status and has gotten super into crosswords. So that's his thing. now. Really? Oh, that's it. Oh, that's it. He's, he's pretty much AARP at this point. <laughs> I think he's legally eligible. That's the last criteria. Besides, obviously, you could be 55 or older or crossword enthusiast. Crossword enthusiast, yeah. Do you have, yes or no, do you have joint pain? Yes or no, do you have a New York Times crossword subscription? And it's like a it's like a pick five out of these 10. Like, are you winded going upstairs? <laughs> Would you rather take a chairlift versus climb? Are you into crosswords? So uh, so I included that. And so, of course, the Stanley with and I didn't spell out the, the Stanley thing. I mean, they I the information I gave parts of the information I gave them were he's really into crosswords now. Also, we're super into the office. So they're the ones that bridged. Wow, the, Stan the Stanley reference. So that's what experience. Like, it's, it's a lot of experience, but that's not all. So then there was a pen. It's like an infomercial. The, the, oh, I know, no. Then, but wait, but wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> so there was a pen with it, and we open it up, and it's a crossword puzzle that they made for us. Get out of here! All of the like anecdotes and like jokes that I listed in my email. What? It was 
ridiculous. And so we're going through it. And of course, like the, the meals starting to come out or whatever. And we fill out the thing. And I figured that was like the long and short of it that they did this, like, and, which is amazing in and of itself that we got this like watercolor of Stanley. They made us this pat, uh, this crossword that's full of all of like our stuff. Like it's a yeah. crossword about us. And so then uh, we're close to like kind of the dessert course when they start kind of flipping from the savory stuff to dessert. Sure. And our, uh, our waiter comes and says, you know, before we go into dessert, we have one more special course for, uh, you know, to celebrate your anniversary. And at this point we were full disclosure, super drunk. We had gotten the wine pairing <laughs> and it, we were just like a mess. We were like such a sloppy mess and, uh, really struggling to kind of keep it together from like a, like a decorum perspective <laughs> so that's kind of where we were at and so he puts down this course and I didn't even make eye contact with the, the waiter yet he just puts down this course and we're looking at it and he pulls out of his pocket Taco Bell like sauce packets and tosses them with our course they made us a chili cheese burrito which is what, what I included in our email because Josh is a that is his favorite fast food item of all time is the chili Taco cheese Bell ch or Cholito as it's also yeah. known and they made it for us. Get out of here. Off and menu. They, off menu off item. Menu. Whoa. So I need everyone to know that we got a chili cheese burrito from the number one restaurant in the world. A three-star Michelin fine dining establishment. <laughs> and they even wrapped it up in like tissue paper. And like they had to get like special ingredients. I'm sure they probably don't have like tortilla. Just like, Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, yeah. Had, they had to get the stuff. Yeah, they had to get this stuff, and they sent one of their sous chefs to a Taco Bell to fetch sauce packets. And she's like, uh, what's the sauce packet protocol? Like, do I need to pay for it? Like, she has no idea. And I started, like, sobbing because, one, wow. I was super drunk. And yeah. I was like, they missed the chili cheese burrito. I'm, like, sobbing yeah. while I'm, like, eating the chili cheese burrito. Right. And I'm, you're, like, the, your tears it. are part of the seasoning, though. That was part of their plan. <laughs> They're like, what's going to happen is you're going to burst into tears when I open this plate. That's part of the seasoning, actually. It'll bring out all the tannins. I don't know what's in meat or something. <laughs> It'll draw out the tannins. Yeah, the oxidation from the <laughs> has a chemical reaction to the Taco Bell sauce. <laughs> um, yeah, so they made us a chili cheese burrito. I'm like crying at the table because I was like, oh my god, they even like tapped it. It's like, it was and I was like being super sloppy. So anyway, I get my, I get it together. We eat it. It was great, obviously. And then we go into desserts. Those were great. And then you know they're we're wrapping up, paying our bill, you know, settling up. And they always, um, uh, to every guest that joins them, they always give you uh, every season. I don't know if it's yearly or if every season, but they give you like a basically like a going like a favor like a party favor yeah, yeah. and it's a canister of their house made um like granola which is always like super good and it comes in these beautiful glass canisters and so they always bring that and it's a copy of your menu and he pulls out and he goes you know here's some stuff to take home with you and he goes we just have one more gift from us like the staff to you for your you know thank you for celebrating your anniversary with us and it's this beautifully wrapped you know bow box and i open it and it's a make your own egg cream kit. What? And that's I your, sobbed. Like, that's, that's your my jam. Thing. That's your that's jam. That's my thing. And, and also just like, because all of you listening don't know what that is or know why that matters to me. One, I am what you would call, actually, Chris called me a pundit. And yeah, egg an cream egg cream pundit. pundit. Like you made a 
basically travel blog scenario where you would go and try and rate various egg creams across New York, yeah. which is uh, egg creams are very New York. You know, um, it's uh, I think was it did they originate in Coney Island? I can't remember where they kind of originated, but it they is are contested. Its origins are hotly debated. Okay, it's a very much Manhattan versus Long Island dispute. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some that staunchly the staunch defenders of Brooklyn that it that it originated from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, staunch yeah. Staunch defenders yeah. that it came from Manhattan. Okay. By all indications, it looks like Manhattan. Uh, okay. That's where the seltzer factories were at the time. Yeah. Yep. And so it just it just doesn't really make a lot of sense that it would come from Brooklyn. But hey, that's just me. I ultimately just care about having a good egg cream. So you know the yeah, origins. I, I, of I think in general, the fact that you even can say that with relative confidence makes you <laughs> more of an egg cream connoisseur than anyone that I've ever met and probably will ever meet. So I could safely call you an egg cream pundit. I am 100% you know the history. okay with that, that distinction. And what's also fascinating about egg cream, they contain neither egg nor cream. Nor cream <laughs> at it's all. A, it's essentially seltzer, chocolate syrup, milk, whole milk. And that's it. Yeah. And it yeah. and it comes together as a delicious, fizzy chocolate milk. Essentially. It's a fizzy, yeah, it's a it's a fizzy chocolate milk. You can get them in different flavors too. You can get vanilla, you can see some really wild, but the tried and true are vanilla and chocolate. But my very first egg cream ever was actually at Eleven Madison Park. So I owe them one hundred percent to my love of egg cream. And also wow. what an impossibly high bar that set that I you know, had my first egg cream at one of the best restaurants in the world. And so I put that in my email saying, I love egg cream. It's because of 11 Medicine Park. And so when they gifted us this beautiful box full of house-made syrups, and then it had this like hand illustrated uh, like recipe card. And I just, and then of course the waterworks released. Lost it. Yep. Again. Bye. I was like, they gave me the egg cream. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So anyway, that was it. What an experience. It was highly. I That's mean, okay. Uh, Need to set expectations that not everyone who decides to make the trek to 11 Madison Park should expect such yeah. grand gestures. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, there's scalable. never been more of a selling point for this place on earth. Like I'll send a 3000 word essay and they'll make good on every paragraph or every line <laughs> in the essay. So and I'd like to your think... maitre is like, and stop. <laughs> yeah, please stop. Good thing. Uh, this podcast, not successful enough. And nope. nearly everyone who listens is already on my Instagram. So they've already seen the story. <laughs> All so... two or three listeners are going to get oh, a real, yeah. real treat yeah. when they go. To... Yeah. Yeah. Your dad is going to learn a lot about my trip. My, my father listened to two episodes. I think he's given up on us, but that's fine. Oh, he <laughs> He'll boomerang back though. He's one of those folks that we're, we're trying to get him for the long haul. You know, we don't need every episode from him. <laughs> Just we're trying to recapture his interest. So anyway, all things considered, you know, we came home without incident, you know, flight wasn't delayed or anything like that. Uh, weirdly full flight, but maybe that's not weird because people are trying to, Kurt Russell and Escape from New York. Yeah, I was I was trying to make that joke somewhere. I'm like, there's an Escape from New York joke very yeah. easily here. There it Got is. It. I did Got it. it. Time time to escape to New York. About thirty. Nice. Um, and uh, and you so came back. I'm here. Yeah, and so immediately went into quarantine. I was actually mandated by my employer because I just left a growing COVID hotspot. So I was already ordered to work from home, but 
didn't matter ultimately because we ordered everyone to work from home. So did everyone. <laughs> yeah, so did everyone. So it's um, you know, it uh, you know, but you know, all things considered, you know, we we've got our health, we have a a reasonable and health, you know, sensible supply of necessities. You know, we're not in true quarantine, right? Uh, it's just a shelter in place, so we're not going to places that you know unnecessarily, and um, and you know, work's been a little nutty, but I think that's true for for everyone. And crazy times. Things, it is crazy times, and Josh and I have been making jokes that quarantine life is about the same as our regular life, just with like less Disneyland. You know, it's very. <laughs> It's interesting because I think that is, uh, especially with the social distancing now in place and, and, you know, the shelter in place order has gone out and that's basically just the government telling you you can't go outside. But they don't do it with military enforcement. They do it by effectively making it no longer fun to go out (laughs) by closing everything that you would love to do when you go out. Um, And I think in general, like we're and. I kind of talked about this in in the the sidecar episode to this one. Um, we're seeing a ton of reaction to the quarantine and social isolation in this very like manifest in this very human battle for, of loneliness and like trying to combat those emotions that come out during that of like I, I'm I'm pretty lonely. It's actually pretty lonely, and like social distancing and quarantine memes have been super pervasive. Um, some of like the uh the my favorite ones are like the quarantine day x uh memes which are are basically revolve around devolving into a feral human being a little bit (laughs) or like or just like the things you try to do to to occupy yourself while you're bored so there's one uh quarantine day six um (laughs) there's this video of this guy with a sock puppet and he's just uh, eating cars as they pass by his window with this Pac-Man like sock puppet with this like video game music and these little beeping noises. Um, and we're just seeing like this. Inc- <laughs> a lot of folks uh, talking about like me, me getting done up to go to the mailbox. <laughs> it's like this person putting on absolute clown makeup. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> this ridiculous. I'm watching this, this video. The quarantine it. Pac-Man. Okay, that's hilarious. Quarantine day six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just... like, sort of like an eel. Which could only yeah. be described as sort of a suck eel and just eating the cars passing by. That's just pac manning the cars as they go by. Oh, the clown, the clown. Uh, the clown makeup, makeup, me doing my hair and makeup, getting ready to go to quarantine in the living room. It's just a person <laughs> putting on clown makeup. Like a lot of the me getting ready to go to the living room is. <laughs> It's the best. It's like people getting ready to go out as if it's a Saturday night, getting all done up. Um, my favorite though is the me getting ready to go to the mailbox <laughs> during social distancing, and it's this dog with a wig <laughs> and a sequin sequin outfit. Um, <laughs> just absolutely perfect. Uh, so we're seeing a, a, like I, I love looking at memes as human a human way to create like this shared experience over these crappy circumstances where you're just kind of alone. Um, and TikTok has actually been pretty huge for this. And I kind of speculated this uh, on this in this, in the sidecar episode, but I think my, as I've looked for, for these kind of like 
social isolation memes uh, or the social distancing memes, TikTok has been way bigger. And I think I have a hunch. I'm not a science Scientologist here, science scienceologist, scientist, <laughs> scientificist, but. I can say that I think <laughs> I can say that I think that TikTok has become bigger here because people it's easier it's a more connective way to kind of view people so like versus reading through pictures which there are a lot of pictures out there or a lot of like image macros out there as well but I think the video market or the video memes have taken off because it's just more engaging and people need that now with the social distancing. Right, right. Um, so like TikTok for quarantine and like quarantining on day X, that's why we're seeing like a ton of those videos, a ton of those are videos. Um, and I, I think that's like, it just makes sense that it would be more engaging to see a human act out. And so people are right. kind of gravitating more towards TikTok than they would be on Google image searches. But I don't yeah. know. That's my speculation. Like you have it. a smirk like there's you want to say something. <laughs> well, it was the one about it was the pingu one that I sent you. It's a, that mm -hmm. little claymation penguin and uh, an internet favorite. But the meme is the the image format, or uh, it's an image macro meme, and the picture is always the same. It's this little claymation penguin, eyes furrowed and arms crossed in defiance, sitting on a chair, and says, "Well, now I will not do it." Is always the punchline. <laughs> And so, of course, the one that's making the rounds is me always, or, you know, always isolated. Hold on. I'm really, like, butchering this. Hold on. Let me just read <laughs> When you normally spend all your time at home anyway, but now the government says you have to. And then, of course, the little ping pingu. Well, now I am not doing it. And, you know, and I think that's kind of what's really relatable is that, you know, there's this idea of I want my isolation time to be on my own terms. But now that I can't do it. I don't, I don't want it to. It feels bad. It feels bad because it's like, well, wait a second. I don't need, you know, I don't want you to make me. But there's the one that it looks like you linked in our document where it's the recurring, the, that Michael Scott, like vintage the, Michael the Scott meme. Young Michael Scott shaking yeah. Ed Truck's hand is the is the meme. With <laughs> his fanny pack and mullet. <laughs> yeah, so Ed Truck is society thanking me for staying at home. Michael Scott, me, an introvert. So it's just sort of like, oh yeah, yeah it's just I'm like I would, part. I would have totally done, the, I would have totally not done this had it been given the chance. Yeah, yeah. It's um, so it's been, uh, it's it's been very interesting to see the uh, everyone how everyone is is creating this experience of going through social isolation together. Uh, one of my other favorite ones is the like kind of fake news broadcasty <laughs> thing of uh, what what uh. It's the link for social isolation here. And it's uh, this this guy does a total mock interview as if he is like the anchor of like a 2020 or some sort of eyewitness news yeah, exclusive. Uh -huh. And he's interviewing someone for getting dressed during social isolation. He's like, so what prompted you to want to do this? And he's like, <laughs> and they go through this exclusive. It's it's really well done. Uh, it's by uh, Bohito, I think is the name on Twitter um, at Bowman, uh, at Bowmanizer. And uh, it's a uh, <laughs> when getting dressed during social isolation deserves a primetime interview. <laughs> it's really well done. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of folks trying to get through their day to day on. <laughs> Are you watching? Sorry. Yeah. OK, so you linked to the. It was. 
social isolation meme. So it's like a dig listicle. Mm-hmm. But this this particular GIF or video has come up in my life over the past week or so in different contexts, and it's all really perfect. So it is a clip from Paul Rudd's appearance on Hot Ones, the mm-hmm. chicken wing, hot chicken wing show where they interview in, while they're eating uh, progressively hot hot wings. Yep. And Paul, <laughs> there's this really amazing part where it doesn't even matter what they were talking about. It's Paul Rudd and it's like right on him. And he goes, Hey, look at us. Like, look at us. Like, <laughs> look it, at it, us. It's just, like, yeah. Like, Hey, look at us. <laughs> and so there's a recurring sort of meme on Twitter uh, with 2020 is going to, going to be our year or some uh, version yeah, of that. That's a great... and, then tw- and then a reaction, which is, this is actually 2020. So of course there's like SpongeBob, people um there's like a workaholics reference where like people are being drugged oh this one is a clip from the office where um dwight did his fire safety test <laughs> yeah. it was like all pandemonium like like your yeah. in the office so it's like you know 2020 is going to be our year regina george during the yeah. fall of the school when the school <laughs> plunges into madness and sl- slowly pans out regina george sitting there with her arms crossed and like <laughs> you just pan out into this pandemonium scene of like people strangling each other or whatever it's 2020 yeah. is going to be our year is a very so it's sort of the, like you know like kind of almost like a hold my beer right sort of 2020 hold my beer so then there's this so there's this one using that paul rudd clip and it said, we really thought 2020 was going to be our year. And then it's that, hey, look at us. <laughs> look at us. Look at us. And he has this, like, like smirk, like this shit-eating grin. And it's uh, very, very good. Because the fact that this, this exact clip has come up in other contexts over the last week just yeah. makes it, like, the piece de resistance. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it brings it all together. I have one more to share from Quarantine Day X. Jumped off of that. The, the quarantine dax one if you're on that uh dig page so there's a dig page for 2020 best quarantine memes yep. if you go down to the quarantine day x the second one uh is when you're on your day when you're on day two of your self-quarantine put your eighth bottle of wine and it is uh <laughs> it is Wait, hold on. I'm, okay Wait it's a, a second. video I'm, so i am on quarantine day x so i see second one down Oh, when wait, you're, okay, when you're on Kermit. day two, and it's just okay. uh, uh, this Kermit puppet slow, slow dancing very sexily <laughs> to to Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> and it's just when you're on when you're on day two of your self quarantine, but your eighth bottle of wine. What can only be described incredible. is Kermit. It's sort of like that dancing, like the Ellie McBeal dancing baby model. Yeah, like it's sort of that crude. But it's, <laughs> it's like a crude three D model. It's like a crude three D. Definitely not licensed Muppets, but like they have, they model. put they put like a sepia filter over it or something to make it a little grainy and look like it's integrated into this old scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he has these really we- yeah. <laughs> you know what? Actually, what the the movement sort of remind me of what that episode of The Office where Jan uh-huh. uncomfortably dances at the dinner party the dinner party episode. Oh yeah. It's sort of like that. I was gonna say, there's there it, for me, it reminded me a little bit of like a Shakira hip movement kind of deal, oh, like yes. going <laughs> into this kind please, of sultry dance. Chris, even though uh, no yeah. one else can see it. <laughs> uh, 
this like weird hip movement, hands over head kind of deal, you know? That's I'm like, oh yeah, like that's a Shakira move. Uh, and I think like just in general, it is this is just the quintessential like what what the hell do you do when you're so bored? So like day four of quarantine is just a person dressed as Pixar at <laughs> the Pixar. <laughs> Uh, dressed as the uh, Pixar intro, where if you haven't seen, there's a light. There's like a light that kind of jumps to the eye on Pixar and create and like stomps the eye. So a person on their rolling chair stomps out the eye, but blows out and <laughs> wipes out and kind of eats shit. And it's trying to do it. Uh, so it's just I would say the, real battle the silver border. lining. Okay, no, I really want to be careful of using words like silver lining because no silver lining. Thing, <laughs> no, no, this whole thing is devastating and terrible right all all aspects of this is totally awful uh having said that this it's during crisis crises like this where really true like all jokes aside memes aside like we're real amazing pretty prolific and amazing uh art creative expression yeah born out of these moments and if those are memes like super cool but i i do think that people being um, at home during this time. And, you know, there's just so there's just, I, I do think it has realigned some of the things that are really important to us as humans. And it's mm-hmm. not taking the ability for us to have physical moments together for granted and just, you know, the ability to, to create, you know, so I do think that we're going to see some really amazing like art come out of this. Yep. And I think this is the first global crisis, like this kind of global crisis we've shared at, in history where like memes are a construct yeah techno we've you know, never been bonded through technology in a crisis like this ever in yeah. the history of humanity right, and it's right. very interesting to see and again like i think you, you nailed it when you say it's it's memes are a form of expression in a way and it's a way that we kind of like validate our feelings on subjects too and like kind of create this uh, we turn what we feel we what we might feel in isolation into this kind of shared <laughs> feeling that validates how we how we're going through yeah. things and processing yeah. things and trench humor gallows humor you see that throughout history through the toughest of times you know soldiers on the front line making jokes about how the water suck, or like the food sucks out here or like yeah. you know prisoners making you know these these jokes and in, in jest about just horrible circumstances and um i think it's very natural to try and find hope and and laughter in times that really suck and in these cases. And and we're seeing that through memes, which is very fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think there's something with even the social, it's funny because I actually heard someone at work trying to not use the word social distancing, but physical distancing. Cause in a lot of ways we might actually be even more bonded. True. Socially than maybe ever before. Cause we're all, we're also like sort of living in the same place. Yeah, if that's the right way to say it, right? Like we're all on the internet at the same more, more now than ever, and so yes, we might be physically distant, but socially we might be actually even close, more, more close than we've ever been before because we're figuring out more creative ways to connect with one another. Everyone's using Hangouts and FaceTime and Zoom and Slack and Discord and whatever other you know platform out there that can help us stay connected and. You know, people are using memes and art. And, you know, I, I do think that there is sort of a renaissance, like a creative renaissance that can come out of it. And, you know, and I do think that of all that is, it's so easy to get kind of sucked, you know, the call of the void, right? Lapel to be like, it can be easy to get sucked into 
the panic and the chaos and all that is uncertain and scary because it is all of those things. But I do think when you see those moments in that same dig article, it also compiled those really beautiful um, balcony songs Mm, that were, you know, happening across Italy. And like, those are moments where you're like, Oh, right. Like humans can like show up for each other. And there's those moments that really like galvanize us as a species and people can be all right. And there was like other things that, um, you know, China and Japan, uh, started shipping, you know, there was sort of this like triangle of shipping each other, like, yep. you know, necessary supplies. And China had sent, uh, you know, like 30 million tons or pounds or what, some astronomically high number uh, of uh, of supplies, you know, masks and, and food and whatnot. And on the side of the crates was... Um, uh, in Chinese and also in Italian, uh, and now I'm going to butcher it, but you could probably Google it, but it's basically like, um, uh, oh crap. No, I really don't want to mess it up. Hold on. Let me look it up real quick. Okay. uh, Italy, China shipment. Oh, we are, it's from a, uh, it is from a Roman poem. So it's like super (coughs) old. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, it's from the ancient Roman philosopher Seneca. Seneca. Okay. Uh, and it says we are waves of the same sea, mm. and everyone's just like, "Oh, that's so beautiful." And then Japan had sent crates to China. Uh, this was in February, and it was a similar thing where it's we may be in different places, but we all look at the same. We may be in different. Our land and sea may be different, but we all look at the same stars and sky. Mm. And just this beautiful like kind of like yeah and it's all these references to and that's a, a significant chinese like adage or mm. um, poem as well and so there's these moments where like people are showing you know for every sort of five pieces of this sort of dystopian grim news there's these like moments of like like creativity or art or levity you know that you know i think those are the moment you know like that uh, Mr. Rogers quote. Yeah. You know, when times are scary, you look for the helpers. And I think that's really important right now is seeing all the ways that we're showing up for one another rather than thinking yeah. about all of the ways, you know, this sucks. It's impacting it us. And it does. Yeah. And, and like, but I think in general, if there's one thing that kind of humanity shows during really dark times, it's that we can kind of be there for one another and it like somehow the worst times bring out the best in humanity, which is uh, always an interesting kind of uh, dichotomy there. And yeah. sucks that you have to do that. <laughs> you have to have dark times to bring out the best in people, but here we are experiencing, yeah. I think a I mean, little bit of that human history over and over. Right. Is it takes the bad times for us to be like, Oh, right. Kind of almost collect. I mean, there is sort of, I mean, I, I wonder if watching, I, this is such a dumb comparison, but like, rewatching something or rereading something like Watchmen mm. or uh or Avengers, you know, with when you think about sort of like Dr. Manhattan and Thanos, like their characters, they weren't really even seeking to like destroy humanity. It was just sort of like humans get to this place where they really start taking for granted every start taking everything for granted, right? And there's this sort of almost like evolutionary like level setting where it's like no you buttholes you yeah. need to like take care of each other and like and so they there's these men you know i mean of course in those universes they manufacture these 
uh, villains cat- cataclytic events right yeah like, like the the cataclysm and and it's some sort of awful c- circumstance like you know dropping up disgusting squid vagina squid. monster or whatever <laughs> squid. that thing was. Yeah. Like, oh, that thing was uh, this terrible. void squid. Yeah, the void squid. And then all of a sudden everyone's like acting right. And then in Thanos's case, he tried to like nuke, you know, he Thanos snapped out, you know, what? 50% was it? Like, of the population. Was it 50% of the population. Yeah, it was just a straight unfiltered 50%. Yeah. And then he was like, and then of course he turned into a true villain because, you know, he went from being like, well, I did you guys a favor and then everybody handled it poorly. And he's like, okay, you're just actually an inferior planet and species and now i'm gonna nuke all of you so you know that took a turn but um you know but i do think that it brings up an interesting thing right is that we do humans can we are like both like super short-sighted but also incredibly resilient at the same time it's like very very weird and we're very adaptable and agile yeah Yeah. we we can kind of crappy like as a species because we do get well get into you know we lull ourselves into a sense of complacency hedonism and, you know yeah and it just kind of becomes ourselves and so i think you know with all that is wrong and awful and depressing about this situation i i trying to focus on all that is as good as can be in a situation yep. like this and i think there was some comfort in knowing that no country is like spared right no in the sense it's global like we are literally all in this together i mean maybe yep. not antarctica or whatever but <laughs> antarctica is fine i think zero confirmed cases which <laughs> honestly makes it the safest place on earth so maybe that's the place your to... move yeah Whoever... if you're looking if you're looking real estate <laughs> and it's coming up on a year 20 you might want to look for antarctica <laughs> um, um, so you know but when we're talking about the sunny side of life do you mind if i move on to my favorite topic are you are you or, gonna talk, you... are you gonna skip my hand washing because i like Okay, there fine, are some very funny memes. All no, right, so so hygiene obviously still a part of this this whole thing. Uh, Bubble Boy exists. It's a me- image macro. Look it up. Not funny. I have to get to hand washing, uh, so, <laughs> which is very funny. So the <laughs> hand washing hand washing memes have become kind of the the big deal, um, <laughs> especially because obviously to keep this virus at bay, you need to wash your hands more. So. One of the big things, I don't know if the CDC actually did this or if you humans just did this, but um, they they have started taking to like extreme how to wash your hands properly and like hand washing songs to wash you. So that the how to wash your hands properly, uh, I I lost my shit during this because <laughs> so I'll just I'll just read read it out loud. So someone made their own like for coronavirus how to wash your hands. So step one is turn on the water with your mouth so that your dirty hands don't touch the tap. <laughs> Step two is gently wipe each finger with a tiny wet cloth for one full second. <laughs> Step three, use your teeth to remove any dirt from under your fingernails that you might have missed. And step four is dry your clean hands on your child's hair. And this is all pictured out. <laughs> so actually, the artist who wrote this, he's called, uh, I think, Chris Simpson's artist. He okay. is very popular but niche you know very much that kind of um like stoner he has a distinct 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 style that is very big in the meme community yes yes because it's like good but not yeah it's like this very eloquent like a very high aptitude six-year-old drew drew it (laughs) and it looks very like paint shop yes oh my gosh okay i just noticed 
that the hands in these comics this, <laughs> they have six seven, fingers seven fingers including the thumb seven fingers <laughs> yes it's just everything about it made me laugh uh look up how to wash your hands properly so look up Chris Simpson's artist. Uh, I believe he started because he would do these really crude Simpsons drawings. Yes, like Homer Simpson and, has a heart-shaped face, which yes. is his icon. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's very Adult Swim. It has the, just this really kind of unsettling But Yeah, and like how square number two, it's like the green splotches. It just looks like like snot. It, <laughs> It's so good. The the gently the use your teeth to remove any finger from under your finger or any dirt from under your fingernails. I lost it. And the picture of a man trying to turn on the faucet with his mouth so that his dirty dirty hands don't don't touch it. Ah, uh, priceless. Uh, but beyond that, because we're kind of in a lightning round here, um, the wash your wash your lyrics has become a huge. Phenomenon. style of like phenomenon of uh, it's basically a website that generates 20 second hand washing memes to kind of like you know like some people are like oh sing the alphabet song whatever so naturally humanity has has clung to this and created an insane amount of macros on different songs you can use so uh some personal favorites here are um they have old town road <laughs> Which is one. Um, they have uh, Blink One A Two, all the small things, and it's like basically like step one is like all the small things, and then, <laughs> like as it goes on, it gets to the na 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 na, and every frame is na 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 na. But the, my personal favorite, the whole reason I put this is Scatman, which is beneath that one, and <laughs> someone on, wrote up. It's on the it's on the document. Oh, I got it. So. <laughs> It's just non non words across the screen, and it actually goes out of the out of the range of the of the margins. And it's like and then like I'm the scat man. It's like one line, and it's just there's just Baba Bob Bada Bada BB Bop Bop Bada Bop Bop Bada Bop 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 Bada Bop. <laughs> like every every frame of the hand washing thing is a it's oh a gosh, new so Scatman lyric. Uh so there you go. Uh image image oh. or whatever. Wash your wash your 20 or wash your songs. I can't remember oh, the wash name. Washyourlyrics.com. Wash your lyrics, thank you. Wash your com is the place to go to make your own little hand washing song. You know, I want there to be an entire series of one at home wonder 90 songs. Like Mambo number five. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Are you gonna cupid shuffle me and stuff? Oh yeah. Zoot suit riot. Oh zoot suit riot. That's a good one. All star. Somebody. Oh okay. But all caps. It's just yeah. Somebody. Uh. That would be. I think that would be good. But okay, we can get to your topic now if we want. We're at an hour. I, just, I had to get to the, I had to get to the one with the guy turning on the faucet with his mouth. That was so because it. we are. This is exceptionally long, and I. No, it's not. It's an hour. We're just hanging an hour. Uh, okay, but I'll jog. I'll jog through the rest, despite the fact that the vast majority of this episode was me talking about the existential <laughs> realities, like of of like our trip to New York. We should over-index so. in the memes now. Later, it'll be a little bit yeah. longer. 
Uh, oh, well, theoretically, I believe part one of episode 15 goes heavy in the memes, I'm guessing. Uh, it does. It actually walks okay, through like great. an evolution of memes as we're going through coronavirus. Wow. How scholarly. So great. So, you know, this is, you know what? <laughs> that almost came off condescending. <laughs> wow. How scholarly, nerd. Anyway, let's get back to the cool stuff. <laughs> um, okay. So speaking of nerdy things, the greatest blessing of this week, of course, to be expected, Animal Crossing New Horizons landed on Friday. The year of our Lord, 2020, March 20th. Seven years since the last one, right? That's Almost right. a decade. A yeah. baker's decade. Yeah. Has a baker's decade. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the opposite of a baker? A uh, chef's decade. It's a little shy. It's a little shy. It's a season of flavor. And, um, and so, of course, Animal Crossing comes out in the midst of all this chaos. There was even a change.org petition to get nintendo to release to release it sooner which come on guys like let's be clear. but it did actually get a, quite a lot of attention which was funny and uh of course though came the memes of and course boy, are there many so of course there were already lots of animal crossing memes just because of people being excited but now, sure. of course with the context of self-isolation and the shelter in place orders and it has so, become the escape we all need and want. Yes. And and there was actually a, uh, an interview I read with the lead designers of Animal Crossing, and it was translated, and it said something like, you know, when we had originally delayed, because the original release date was December, and they had pushed it by a few months because, you know, just the game wasn't ready yet, and I think they had kind of a feels good, good guy Nintendo moment because they expressed that they felt that, releasing the game under crunch was antithetical to the franchise itself mm -hmm. and so that they prefer that they not only get the game right but that they do so under circumstances where their workers you know their designers and engineers and stuff could do it under circumstances where they could have a life still, yeah you know so so i i think they just had a kind of a collective round of applause just for the reasons they had delayed but you know <clears> and of course there was no way for them to predict the current landscape and that sure. you know, how prescient this is kind of maybe now more than ever, this sort of deserted Island getaway where your entire existence is dependent on helping your villagers and, you know, helping your fellow, you know, helping your fellow friends by going to their islands and helping them out and getting them the supplies and resources they need. And so of course now though, there are plenty of corrupt, there's lots of self isolation memes, but this, the first one I linked to, of course, SpongeBob, a veritable <laughs> cornucopia of memes that IP just provides keeps us. Giving. So it is a GIF. Uh, looks like it's a plane, and there's a button that says "drop off," and it's a plane shooting through, the, flying through the air, and it has Nook Ink <laughs> photoshopped onto the side. So it hits drop the load, Nook Ink. The hatch Which... of the plane opens, and all of these supplies come spilling out. And then, of course, the villager heads are replacing Patrick and <laughs> SpongeBob. SpongeBob. They just have this beautiful, uh, all these supply picnic supplies dropped <laughs> right in front of them. And for those uh, of you that don't know, Tom Nook is uh, the main antagonist, we'll call him, because he's kind of good natured, but he's kind of also an ass, a shark. I think. Yeah, he's a bit of a shark here, and he, yeah. he just does stuff without asking, and he drops, he'll drop a bunch of supplies, but then you owe him money for it, right? That's kind of... Yeah, but he didn't tell you you owe money, and you didn't ask him to do it. He just does it. Yeah, he just does yeah. it. Yeah, takes it upon himself. 
So next one, another image macro. I don't know if this is a recurring. So it's that episode of The Simpsons where <laughs> Milhouse's dad becomes single or whatever, and he lives in his cool like back, you know, his like bachelor, bachelor pad. pad. And yeah, and he's showing Homer uh, like his cool setup. And uh, does he actually sleep in a racing car? No, I don't think that's the joke, right? Like, doesn't he just, like, have his own bed or whatever? Yeah. And Homer's response is, I sleep in a bed with my wife. And he's like, oh. And it gets kind of <laughs> uncomfortable. So, anyway, there's the Animal Crossing version of this. There are, for those of you who are not familiar with the franchise, a major component of the Animal Crossing series is the ability to decorate your home and your space freely. And so there's all kinds of different furniture collections and stuff, one of which is a race car bed. <laughs> We know what we're talking oh, about. Perfect. Yeah, race car bed. So there's screenshot of the race car bed from the game. And then the next frame is <laughs> Millhouse's dad, but they photoshopped the little like polygonal nose that the Animal Crossing villagers have. And they photoshopped that onto his face. And then they photoshopped the racing car bed into his apartment. And he says, I sleep in a racing car, do you? And Homer <laughs> says, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. And <laughs> next frame is Millhouse's dad sort of frowning but the nose, nose is, is like falling off <laughs> it's fall <laughs> falling off uh, yeah I like oh, that too so I was like one. is that intentional yeah that was intentional <laughs> so then the next one I believe I'm actually not familiar with this meme format but I believe it's called bro explaining <laughs> or something yeah and all if you have context on this meme, like, have no, you seen it no, before? no, tell it, tell your story. I have okay. a addendum to that. Okay. So it's called, I believe it's called bro explaining and it is what you can do. It looks like it's at a, a Houston Astros game and it sort of looks like a screen grab, like a still of like a crowd. Oops, excuse me. I'm getting too, I'm gesticulating too wildly. <laughs> too animated over there. Animated. Am animated celebrating your anniversary. I tried to get that one in there too. Get that in there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Bless you. So, <laughs> what can only be described as sort of a crowd, like flyover, you know, where they capture like the you know various crowds, and it is a shot of this the broest dude oh, wearing God. like Oakleys. He's very tan, With talking to his the girlfriend, Paris Scott. Hilton looking spouse. Yes. He really does look like Paris Hilton. I thought Hilton. it was Paris Hilton at first. And I was like, oh, maybe yeah. it's just a and random lady. he has lady. his hand kind of around her shoulder, neck. It's around her neck in a very invasive manner. Like, it is. like it is you'd pull close. someone in kind of deal, like by the back of their neck. And he's like pointing his hands, like cupped at her face, you know, like just like, <laughs> like super in her, like intensely explaining something, you know, yeah. like, like someone. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's the perfect it's, it's, picture. Per it's a perfect picture. And the caption is dot, dot, dot. And you can craft your own furniture and even terraform the island, which are all, <laughs> which are all like, features in Animal Crossing. <laughs> to be very clear, this guy, uh, I'm not going to speculate too much. Not the greatest looking guy on earth. This, this, the lady is like an absolute ten. bombshell. Yeah, she's yeah. a 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like he's very just conventionally like, <laughs> like hot. For yeah, sure. just very pretty human yeah. being yeah. and uh the guy a little bit doofy looking got his glasses on sorry to the guy in that picture i think you're probably a very good looking guy too just this picture doesn't do you justice 
and he's just like explaining this animal crossing thing to her in this scenario is just absolutely it's perfect and the parts that he's talking about are like kind of the nerdiest parts of the game you can craft your own furniture and even terraform the island uh it's uh, uh, just this uh, yeah absolute bombshell lady yeah, me, uh, and, then, and then the person who posted it said me explaining to non-gamers why new horizons is so cool <laughs> um uh, yeah so the yeah. actual origin of it is uh the photograph is unknown but it is presumed to have been taken out of houston astros baseball game prior to 2011 uh and it features a man wearing sunglasses and a houston astros t-shirt talking to a blonde woman in a white top um and that's pretty much it and it's just used for like things of mansplaining certain ridiculous stuff there's a there's another one it's a it's a great meme sorry i'm like got distracted by my the next meme i was teeing up uh but yes so is it called bro explaining it's called it's called uh it is called bro explaining yeah you nailed it okay okay great um yeah following up with that gem of of a meme the one that has absolutely taken the internet by storm with 151,000 likes on Twitter. Let me see if I can just like easily, can I easily link this to you? It's on the, it's the next thing I linked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What number? Down. It's yep. the uh, one, two, three, the fourth one down. It has John Travolta in it. Yep. I That's see it. it. Okay. So it says, me arriving at my Animal Crossing Island when it's 12 a.m. and all my villagers are already asleep. Because that is a feature of the game is that it's on real time and your villagers do go to sleep. And then there's nothing to do when they're asleep. And it's the, the, um, the is it? Uh, Pulp is Fiction. The Pulp, Pulp Fiction Pulp John Travolta. Right? Where it's looking confused. Where he looks confused. Yeah, confused John Travolta. But he's shopped into the dark, like the barren animal crossing island where he's like looking around for his villagers and this really resonated and it even, and it's not still like backgrounds are changing behind john travolta so it's a very elegant very very elegant that one's well meme. done absolutely okay well and done. Then this one is less of a meme but and even though you don't play i hope you still find it very funny if you scroll down uh not the next You're talking one, to me after yes Oh, my wife plays. I, I basically play by pro- proxy through her. Okay, so you're familiar, I, I viewed a lot right of it. Yeah, I've listened okay, to her shake uh, trees for 35 hours now. Uh, Animal Crossing ASMR, as I'd like yeah. to call it. <laughs> ATMR. Yeah. yeah. So the sec- So the one after the John Travolta one, the one after next. Mm-hmm. You have to watch this video. Okay. This is uh, the. I'm not going to narrate it, so okay. there's going to be a little bit of dead air. So it's. <laughs> Uh, it's just uh <laughs> what is happening right now it's uh what was that what was that that i just watched wait so you don't get li- okay so basically this is the video the catching it- bugs one yeah so you have to catch so you, uh, part oh of the, catch- the guy sat on the bug the bear sat on the bug as he was preparing to catch it oh. and the bear just- nonchalantly oh, walks he just up goes and, and just destroys it. it sits on it and then the bear just looks at him and he's that like, him. like what the shit yeah okay so. a million thousand a million a thousand a million <laughs> thousand you heard it here first folks this one's catching fire bye 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 it has a million thousand bazillion <laughs> likes on it <laughs> <laughs> 
a million, almost a million likes on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, because it resonates. I mean, first of all, Animal Crossing is actually known to be quite a trolley game in and of itself. And then, of course, it's denizens mm -hmm. uh, further, further it's, its antics. But yep. um, uh, so lots of lots of mean potential there. And uh, and then let me talk about a missed opportunity meme. Okay. Before, Lay it actually, on us. No, no, before before I talk about that, it's the very last link. I'm going to skip over the other ones. The very last uh -huh. link, the Eurogamer.net. Yep. Link. So there is a feature in Animal Crossing where you can create your own patterns. Whoa. Um, and you can put it on tiles and your clothes or whatever. So. Get of out course, of here. Did someone do making, this? Is this yes. real? Yes. Whoa. There are some exceptional artists. Yeah. So there's. um the like the little hamster there's like the asian guy whoa like meme there's like okay. an obama like trolley obama uh picture yep there's um a cat there's a cat one hold on uh there's the i guess i'll die yeah i guess i'll die oh the man these I are incredible then there's one where someone made an entire mosaic. So this one is really impressive. The Terry Crews. Oh, the Terry Crews thing. That's like, that's huge. It's like it's high huge. res too. It's high res and you can see it from the plane because you can oh. like do flyovers. And so the <laughs> thing is, is more impressive is that means they compiled multiple tiles oh, to make that, that Terry wow. Crews image. So think of it as sort of like, um, like a pixelated like dot map. Yeah. That's basically what it is. There's Jim Helpert. <laughs> yep. Jim Helpert. Oh, these are the incredible. Um Oh yeah, someone made a baby Yoda and the really um the emoji. Yeah, I am a god. I am a yeah. god. Yeah, baby Yoda, the image, yeah, the uh yeah. quiz was it thinking fa thonking face, I think thonking is what it's called. Yes, yeah. It's yeah, that's right. It's the thinking so, face but horribly drawn. I mean, people just uh, yeah, yeah, wow. Humanity. Yeah, really Look at us go. So, missed oppor meme opportunity for myself because Friday was such an important day. So, but from Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific to basically this morning, all I have literally done with my time is play Animal Crossing. Nice. Which should shock no one, but that's all I've yeah. done. And on Friday, I was so caught up with getting into the game and like trying to catch up because um, I had insisted on waiting for my physical copy that I didn't get in digital the night before. So I was like several, several hours behind. Mm. And but I made the joke to Josh. It's a, of course, an office reference where it was the episode. I think we talked about it in a previous episode or one of our previous episodes, but it's the one where uh, Michael try, uh, threatens to jump off the building. Oh, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. And then there's a part where they, like, talk him off and, like, you know, he obviously doesn't jump off, but they do the monologue or whatever, and he goes, and the scene is, he says, uh, what I call myself a hero, I can't say, uh, I, or what did he say? He said, I saved a life today, my own. Am I a hero? I can't say, but yes. <laughs> that mean, the yeah. perfect mean opportunity would have been on Friday when the game re released or at midnight, where it's that same uh, series of images, but of course you have to Photoshop in like a Nintendo Switch or a copy of the game or whatever. And it says, is this the greatest day of my life? I can't say, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think would have been a pretty That solid... would have been good. You should just get go ahead and get that out there. Oh, I guess you yeah, can't now. It's too late. It's too late. Oh, well. 
The ship has sailed. It... Yeah. And here we are. Well, hey, our ship should probably sail here. Speaking of which, Shouldn't we're it? now an hour and 30 almost. So here we are. I might choose to clip out some of my over explanation about my New York trip and just say it was fine. And then I'll okay. make like a separate episode, like a B-sides. If someone is really I think it, I thought it was great. I let you I let you run with it because I, I could have curbed it, but I didn't. I You were very enthusiastic on it and it was a good story. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'll noodle on it. Yeah, noodle on it. Yeah, noodle on it. Uh, but anyway, for everyone else at home, be safe. If you like this podcast, give us five stars. Yeah. Smash that subscribe button. I'm really interested if podcast listening is either going up or down because I, I would assume every of... digital thing is going up a bit. I would well, assume that's interesting about podcasts, though, is, you know, for me, my prime, my only podcast listening time is on route. Commuting. Yeah. Commuting. Yeah, that's fair. I listen to podcasts when I when I exercise, though, like I do, like if I go for a run, I put a podcast oh, in or yeah, if you're walking um, around going. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't listen to our podcast, but I do listen to podcasts for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to our podcast usually the night that it posts. That way I can, I'd be like, I sound terrible. Can you edit me better? <laughs> uh, so in terms of kind of the future, our future episodes, I mean, your baby is very imminent. Happening. I mean, very happening. I, I don't want to assume that you're going to be able to maintain our kind of regular, like our recurring schedule. Uh, so I assume I'll probably like, we'll just have to be a bit more regimented, but we can figure it out. Should I stop recording? <laughs> hey, so everyone else, while we figure out on the air, while we're recording, we're what, recording we're to do. what we're doing. But anyway, hey, so what we can commit to you, dear listeners is, uh, if we we'll can have record, a weekly we podcast. Can. Yeah. Yeah. We're going we'll to figure it weekly. out. Be safe. Stay sane. Be well. Physical distancing, but maintain social closeness, a la the internet. I like that. And uh, send us an email or don't, or, you know. Meme Revealia podcast. I would actually, I don't know if I can say the vast majority, but I can say at least two of our listeners ping me directly. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Either by text or over Facebook Messenger with some pretty good meme submission so you know if could you be one of my personal contacts you can yeah go ahead and reach out to Anne directly i'll show myself out that's fine but no one no one reaches out to me directly (laughs) it's clear who the carry is here that's fine yeah i just you know what i guess my open door policy is just more felt than yours i have a strict closed door policy never speak to me about anything (laughs) for any reason ever ever for any reason Shut your mouth when I'm tra- talking to you. Yes. What I'm, whatever. What Precisely. did you say? Shut your mouth shut when. Shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Talking to me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Shut what your was mouth. Running crashers. Uh, yes. When they're in yeah. the divorce lawyer's office yeah. or whatever, <laughs> therapist, right. marriage therapist. Yep. An, oldie, an oldie but goodie. It's so, an old meme, sir, but it checks yeah. out. Yep. Uh, so yeah. All right. Like, like us on Twitter. Hit us up on Patreon. Email us. Or don't. <laughs> don't don't actually do any of those things except email us and maybe rate us. <laughs> we have hit us up on Patreon as part of our side. We don't have a Patreon. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. We'll see you when we see you. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.
Craig, take us out. Craig, play us out. Craig, Craig.